Hallelujah. You know, in the natural realm, you know where you live. You know your address. You're very clear about it. And because you know your address, you can always find your way home. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, there is an address. There is a place that you have in God. You have an address in God. I'm calling this message the place of joy and victory. That place in the very presence of God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, what I want to talk to you about is this place, this position, this place where you do live, where you live in Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, if the spirit of God dwells in you, you are in the spirit. This is where you live. You are not in the flesh. Sometimes we might act like we're in the flesh. Sometimes we might be moved by what's happening in the flesh. Sometimes we might allow the voices of carnality to, 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 to have influence. But you live in the spirit. Every born again child of God lives in the spirit. So if you have the spirit of God, then you are in the spirit. And now if any man doesn't have the spirit of God, then he's none of his. Amen? But you do have the spirit. You are in Christ. You are in the spirit. All right. Now, this is the place where you are to. Thanks for joining me. Now, Pastor Dad and I are going to share today and, um, um, on this subject, and we're going to communicate. And, um, and I'm believing that, that this format will be just a blessing to you. Amen? Good morning, church. Hallelujah. All right. So this is the place where, where you are to function. This is the place where you are to live perpetually. At all times, under any and all circumstances, amen? Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible has a lot to say, but always, in everything rejoice. In everything give thanks. Right? Pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. right? Always bearing about in your body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Always making that identification. Mm -hmm. This place where you live in Christ, this place where you live, that is a place of joy, mm -hmm. that is a place of victory, and, and that's what we're talking about today, is a place where you live. You're supposed to function from there all the time, every time, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, no matter what's happening. Amen. All right? Now, if you were to function there effectively and accurately, the results will be that you will have, you will have the kingdom of God life that, that God has designed for you, that God, that Jesus has paid the price for you to have. Amen? In fact, you would have, you can call it days of heaven and earth. Amen. It would be on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus lived and functioned in this place. Yes. This is in the kingdom of God. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? The kingdom of God, the aspect of righteousness, is where there is no shame. There is no guilt. There is no sense of condemnation. There is no sense of inferiority to anything or anyone. Jesus lived there. No shame, no guilt, no condemnation. And this is where you now are. Not only that, but it's a, it's a place where you, you operate with, with a freedom from the consciousness of sin as if sin has never been. It is a place where you can operate with such authority. Jesus was never intimidated by any situation. Mm -hmm. He knew that the greater one on the inside of him was greater than anything he had to face. Yes. The reality of the oneness that he had with the Father was so real to him. And it must be real to you and I so that we can live in this place, in the kingdom, in that aspect of righteousness, and also peace. What about peace? Jesus was, a, Jesus was the embodiment of peace. Jesus lived in a place where, he, no matter what it is, he knew that that situation was reconciled. He knew that he was more than a conqueror yes. in that situation. And Jesus, the Bible says, was anointed with the oil of joy above all their fellows. Yeah. Amen. Joy. That means no anxiety, no worry, no fear, or any other such thing. But instead, there is just this bubbling up of the presence of God. This is the kingdom of God. This is where you are. That kingdom is within you. And that is where um, we need to learn to function and live. Amen? That's what remind me about as he is, so are we in this As world. he is, so are we in this world. Full of joy. Hallelujah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You see, there are going to be conflicts. Conflicts in relationship. Conflicts of, of, of various sorts. 
sickness, disease. But in this place, you will overcome those conflicts, those conflicts that might come from the environment, that might come from relationships, sickness, disease, curse. You can and will overcome those things by learning to live in this place. It, the criticisms, the judgments, the accusations, the ridicule. You will even learn how to overcome yourself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, so what is this place? Where is this place that we live in? This is a place of liberty. Let me give you, let me put a, a wrap a few scriptures around it just so that you can begin to capture the picture. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, where he has lordship, there is liberty. Galatians 5, verse 1 says that you are to stand fast in this liberty. And don't be entangled with the yokes and the bondages, um, the, 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 the things that want to pull you out and distract you, the, the, the affairs of life. Don't be entangled, but stand fast in this liberty. Mm -hmm. This liberty is called, in Romans 8, 21, the glorious liberty of the children of God. It belongs to you. It is in this place. So we've got to learn how to live here. And how to function from here, because this is where we belong. In this place, the evil one touches you not, 1 John 5, 18. And I'm giving you those scriptures, because the word of God is alive, it has power. But I'm giving you those scriptures that it might penetrate into your being and create an image and a, 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 a picture of where you live, how it is to be, and, and, and so that we can build from there. It's you are in the kingdom of God. Yeah. You are in the kingdom of God, dear son. Amen? Amen. All right. So, um, in fact, can you, can you, can you, or you know, okay. All right, I was going to ask you to turn to Hebrews 10. Okay. And verse 19 and 20. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, verse 19 and 20. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, so let's begin to dive into this. Where is it that you live? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Yes. Why is it that you have boldness to enter in by the blood of Jesus? Because of the verses that came before that says your sins have been remitted, and where there is remission of sins, because of the blood of Jesus, there is no more any offering for sin. There is no record of any wrongdoing. In the presence of God, it is as if sin has never been because of the blood of Jesus. So because of the blood, it says in verse 19 that you can enter boldly into where? Into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. This is where you are. Through the blood, you enter into the holiest of holies. That's the presence of the Lord God Almighty, the most high God, creator of the heaven and the earth. And then here is verse 20. Right? You got verse 20 there? Um, not yet. Hebrews 10 verse 20 yeah. says, And by a new and a living way, which he has consecrated for us, through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. So this place of the holiest of holies, that you enter in through the blood, you, you, it's called a new and a living way. And you got there through the blood and through the veil of his flesh. Which means through what Jesus did in his body, what Jesus did in his shed blood. Mm -hmm. And where are you? You are in the holiest of holies. And this place is called the new and living way. Now, if it's new, what does that mean? Yes, nothing it's new. Happened before. wasn't there before. Nope. That's because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross before. But it's the living way, meaning it is alive. It's not a stagnant, dead place. Mm -hmm. But it's a living way in that this is where you live. This is where you belong. This is your residence. This is your address, and so how, to speak. And how do you do that? How do you, how do you get into this place? Yeah. I'm glad you asked that because we're going to be going there in just a few moments. But just be, be, before I even mention that, if you don't mind, let me say this. In this place is, is where, where you are to function from. This place is in Christ. This place is, is, is where you're not only supposed to be, 
but is where you need to also remain. Even after you've done this and you've done that and you've addressed this situation, you need to hold fast and remain in this place. Amen? All right, so let's begin to address what you, what you asked. How do we get there? Now, in fact... Um, and, how in fact does, and how does it look like? Okay, in our okay. Daily life? Like we are living on earth, but we, we know we are in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. How is it going to look from day to day, from moment to moment, <clears throat> with interactions, people kind of... All right, okay. All right, here's the thing. You see... Uh, let me let me back up and tell you where 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 what 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 brought this about that brought this revelation to the surface so to speak. I had a conversation um, with a friend about casting the cares on the Lord, and as I was um and as we were having a conversation, I heard in my spirit that the Lord I heard in my spirit the Lord saying that the reason why believers would cast their cares on the Lord or attempt to cast their cares on the Lord. And the cares would be screaming back at them, speaking, speaking at them, and be right back on them in a short space of time. The very next day or so is because, number one, they are not casting it from where they are. And then number two, after they cast it, they're not remaining in that place. They are not cast, they're casting the cares from the midst of their anxieties, the midst of their frustration, the midst of whatever else is happening, as opposed to casting it from this place we're talking about, this place before his throne, this place that is the holiest of holies. In fact, you talk about that place, how do we get there? Let me just say this. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 2 that I'm going to go and prepare a place. And this place that I'm going to go and prepare for you, when I go, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. How did he, what did he do to go prepare that place? After his sacrifice, after he was resurrected, he took his shed blood mm -hmm. into the throne of God, and it is now sitting on the mercy seat. And it was that blood that opened up the way for you to enter in to the holiest of holies. And so he says, once I've done that, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. Right? And where I am, there you may be also. In fact, when you are born again, it says in Colossians 3, verse 3, you are dead and your life is now hid with Christ in God. Now, in fact, let's, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter, chapter 5 um, for a moment. Question come to my mind. If mm -hmm. Jesus entered by his own blood, mm -hmm. so it's, are we saying it's the same way we need to enter? We, we enter to in. How to enter through the blood. Right. In fact, if we were to do a mini version right at this point, in Hebrews 10, verse 19 and 20, it basically says we enter into the holiest through the blood of Jesus and through the veil of his flesh. Into this new and living way, this holiest of holies, we enter in through the blood and through the veil of his flesh, through what he did in his body. And that's just putting it in a concise manner. Right? When we amplify that, then we also see, well, what did he do in his body? And where his body is concerned, we find out that we were crucified with him. We find out we were buried with him. We find out that when he was raised up, we were raised up with him. We find out that when he ascended to the right hand of the Father and was made to sit together, we were made to sit together with him at the Father's right hand, etc., etc. So, but it is so. But in an abbreviated sense, we enter into that place through the blood and through what he did in his body, the veil of his flesh. Do you mind? Uh Give us an example, a brief version, how you enter there. So if people doesn't know how to enter. Okay. So just a brief thing. I don't want to do it. Yes, but then you have, yes. Okay. Let's say, um, let's say, let's say, in fact, um, okay, let, let's say, let's say you came to me and you wanted us to agree on some particular thing. Now, obviously coming in an agreement is a spiritual thing. But you see, many of the spiritual activities becomes a lot more successful and effective if you will do it from that place. So here we are. We need to come in agreement about some particular matter. Now you could just mention it, and, and um, you know, I can just say, okay, fine, I agree with you, and we could just agree, and that's that. But sometimes that agreement, when we do it in, in such a casual way, it is not strong. We could be doing it with all the anxieties and affairs and so on. What should we do? 
Well, I could say, come on, I could say, okay, fine, let's, let's pray about that matter. And before we even begin to address the specific subject that we are agreeing on, I could just say, just so that we can both be in that place. Father, we come before you right now. Amen. And we thank you that this is where we stand. We thank you that we are in your presence, that we live here. You have fathered us. And we thank you, Father, that because of the blood of the Lord Jesus and everything that that blood speaks, everything that that blood has done, we have this audience with you. That blood has wiped away every consciousness of sins right out of our lives so that we have no condemnation. We thank you, Father, that because of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and us being crucified with him, even the things from our history, even the things from our past, even the things from our culture that would want to dictate to us, they cannot dictate to us mm -hmm. because it's no longer us that live. We've been crucified and it is now, we are now living the very life of Christ. Mm -hmm. So Father, we thank you that we are in this place. And in this place, Father, there is, there is this particular matter that we, we've been discussing that we need to agree on. We need to agree that that particular situation is going to be resolved Amen. And, it, and that it's going to be a good outcome. And that, um, and, and, and that your favor will be made manifested. And this thing that, is, that we are facing right now, that my sister is facing right now, she's not going to have to be facing it in the future because deliverance will come, deliverance will show up. Father, we just want to thank you. We believe we receive it Amen. in Jesus' name. Actually, that's what happened to me. If, uh, when, where is you speak, where you speak is where mm -hmm. you will be. Like if you're in anxiety, you speak anxiety. Now, when you spoke about entrance through the blood mm -hmm. of Jesus, you see yourself there. And when you see his bigness, his awesomeness, his mm -hmm. sacrifice, his seating, his power, mm -hmm. then you feel like you're in that place. You can speak out from that place and be more effective. That's, That's right. Bring you... When you enter through the blood, it brings you where in heavenly places in Christ. That's right. Because you see, what has to happen is you need to develop this conscious awareness that this is where you live. This is where you are to function from. And you've got to, by practice and by exercise, every time you pray, when you go to sing, when you go to worship God, you can practice being in that place and develop that consciousness to the point that it becomes an automatic reflex. But before you get to that place where you're, 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 where you're developing that awareness, you got to do it on purpose, right? Because you see, it, it is whether you're casting your cares. Let's take, we were just talking about casting your cares on the Lord. Can we do it from the morning? Like in the morning, before anything happens or we need to believe for a, a situation. Mm -hmm. How do we do it when we open our eyes? And put ourselves from the morning in mm -hmm. that place so we can sail through the day okay. in that place and not be pulled down. Is this well, a way we can uh, do that? Yes, you can. It's, this is something you can do at any time. Mm -hmm. Just acknowledge. The, Bible, the word of God says in Titus 1 verse 1, right, that the acknowledgement of the truth produces godliness. In other words, the acknowledgement of the truth produces the God life. What is the truth? The truth is what he has done with his, with his shed blood. What is the truth? The truth is what he has accomplished by his, by his body, by his body being broken for us. So at, right at the beginning of the day, before I get up out of bed, I can say, Lord, I acknowledge that I, you have fathered me and, you are, and, and, and I am your child. I acknowledge that this is where I live and the blood has been shed and I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. I acknowledge that the life I now live, it is the life of Christ and I live it by the faith of the Son of God and, and so on and so forth. Now, there's a number of ways in which you can do it. They're all connected and we're going to develop that over the next little while because it is so important. But yes, you can do that right smack in the middle. From the time you wake up, and quite frankly, things will happen during the day that, that want to pull you out of there. Mm -hmm. Well, when something comes against you, maybe to produce some anxiety, some fear uh, that, that makes you want to perhaps become carnal, makes you want to get into resentment or bitterness or something like that, somebody just messed with you, somebody spilled your coffee, or whatever the case is, and in that place you are now tempted to get into the flesh, but you don't want to do that. You want to remain in this place. Right. So what you can do is immediately you just remind yourself, this is where I live. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I live in his presence. The blood, I remit and I forgive their sins, whatever the case is. And you can take that action. In fact, you know, we talk about exercising. Mm -hmm. First Timothy 4 verse 7 says that you exercise yourself unto godliness, which means you practice, you develop. You do it over and over again. Well, in the natural, 
When you go to exercise and you're lifting weights, the heavier the weight, right? And if you do a lot of repetitions, the muscles are going to grow. In other words, then, even it's in the midst of the tests and the trials and the pressure that your greatest opportunity to develop spiritual muscle uh, exists. In other words, then, you need to do it sometime just when you are tempted to lose it, just when you are tempted to become fleshy, and right then you declare, nope, I declare the blood. I'm in his presence. It's not my life. It's the life of Christ being lived in me and through me. Amen? Yes, now let me just amen. circle Thank around you. the wagon just a little bit. Because you see, it says this is where you live. We live in this new and living way. This is where we live. Therefore, if you live there, whatever you do ought to be done from there. Mm -hmm. Whether you're casting your cares, whether you're walking in, whether you need to forgive someone, right? You know, sometimes we try to forgive people, but where are we doing it from? It falls flat. So position yourself, forgive. Remit that person's sin. That's a spiritual thing. Um, you know, prayer of agreement. Your prayer life, you, you know, you begin, you're in a place where you need to spend some time in prayer. Why not just begin right there? Praise and worship. P worshiping God. Mm -hmm. Is that spiritual? Yeah. Yes, it is. Jesus said in John 4, 23, that the Father seeks such to worship him. How? In spirit and in truth. Right? And, and, you know, and in spirit and in truth doesn't just mean with some great depths of sincerity, but it means from who you are in the spirit, from where you are in the spirit, from this new and living way. Because it's, as we talk about this new and living way and this, this place where you are to live, where you are to live from, it's, it's, it's about functioning from who you truly are, functioning from where you live, and remaining there. Amen? So it doesn't matter whether we are talking about binding and loosing. How many times we go to bind the devil, but where are we binding him from? Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. You know, you need to be binding him from where you are. Where are you? You are seated at the Father's right hand in Christ by ascension far above principalities and powers. Mm -hmm. And here's an interesting word, verse. Um, Ephesians 3 verse 12 says that in Christ... In this place, when you function in from this place, you have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Christ. Boldness and access to God, you can come boldly to the throne of grace, mm -hmm. but you also have boldness and access where the enemy is concerned. Right. If you don't have boldness towards God, you're not going to have boldness towards the enemy because that's where your boldness comes from. It comes from the faith of Christ. It comes from the reality that you are ascended and you are Far above principalities and powers, you've got the keys, and you have a you have a joint heir with Christ. J um, Jesus is the Lord of Lords. You are Lord, and He's the Lord over whom <laughs> He's Lord of over you. Mm -hmm. You are in this place where um, the where the wicked one has been cast out. So it is from that place of ascension with the authority of the name of Jesus that belongs to you that you are now going to bind, loosen, and dictate to the enemy and make Jesus' enemies his footstool. Can I mention something? Uh, the picture that helped me is when I come to pray um, to locate yourself, mm -hmm. to locate where you are. Like, because if you see yourself in heavenly places, Amen. In, in the blood, Amen. And before God and Jesus... Then you'll be able to look down on your situation. That's right. And you see in the second heaven, it's under your feet where the problems are. That's right. And the earthly problem. That's helped me a lot. That's very so good. So now I see, mm -hmm. if we are believers, says don't forget assembling together as the time gets get closer to Jesus' return, is when we, I'm talking to you and you have an issue, let's pray with me. Mm -hmm. I tell you where you are at. Mm -hmm. And try to find and say to bring them up as mm -hmm. you prayed before, Amen. to that place, and then we come in agreement. And then when the agreement is powerful, because when to agree Amen. on touching anything, if, if you are touching it from earthly realm and I'm touching from heavenly realm, there's not much agreement because heavenly is different from the circumstances. Amen. So we need to pull each other together to that heavenly places and agree with That's Jesus right. and Christ and uh, the Christ and from God and agreement with the blood of Jesus Amen. in heavenly places Amen. and then the answers will come down. See, in fact, let me, let me spin off in two ways off of that. Quite often, situations happen. We, go, we, we, we attempt to come in agreement to pray about the situation, but many times our prayer is about the situation right. when the prayers ought to be coming from a place of revelation. 
We need to push the position ourselves in the spirit where we are, loosen ourselves from whatever the environment, the cares, the anxieties, the frustrations, chop them off with the word of God, be in this place where it's not about me, I'm crucified, and then in that place is where we will literally be able to get the utterance and, the, and become sensitive to the leading of the spirit of God. And then when you get a leading of the spirit of God, you are able to pray not about the situation, but you are able to pray from a place of revelation. Amen. Because otherwise we end up praying just based on what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the very thing about revelation is that it reveals that which you can't see. Mm -hmm. And you need the Holy Ghost right. to be able to do that. So it is important to position yourself to examine where you are. Not let the voice of the circumstances and the situation be speaking to you to the point that it drowns out the still small voice of God. Amen. Now, another thing about that, as you were saying, it is, it is valuable for us to check and see, all right, before I rush off, before I begin to speak, where am I? Am I where I need to be? Because we're talking about living and functioning in this place. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 says, examine yourself. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself. In other words, then, are you in faith? Are you in a place where you have a confidence in the finished work of Christ? Are you in the place where, where you recognize what is finished, what is done, what he has spoken? Or are you in a place where you are just being moved by what it looks like and what it feels like? If I make a point, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great, excellent point mm -hmm. uh, to do it you, for you personally, but also to make it, if, if we are one or two or a congregation, when we come mm -hmm. to agree to come, all of us to be, bring right. ourselves to that place. That's so right. we indeed we'll be in agreement. Yes, yes. It's, 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 and it's, we'll the, the thing is, as you, as you understand this, not only are you going to be able to position yourself in this place, before his presence, but you will develop in it and, and where you can bring others, right. even an entire congregation, right. an entire prayer group mm -hmm. into that place. And then when we are all in that place and we are operating by the spirit of God, right. we're remitting people's sins, we are declaring and speaking the word of God, there is a multiplication that takes place in the realm of the spirit that is so great that it gives the Holy Spirit the material that he needs to use to turn the situation around, to, br to bring forth the will of God, and so on. That is why it says, it speaks about us declaring unto the principalities and powers the mm -hmm. manifold wisdom of God, Ephesians 3 verse 10, right? Um, and when we come, in, how beautiful it is when brethren come together in unity and are of one heart and of one mind. Because there is where God yeah. commands the blessing, the power to be made manifest. That is where it is. So when we are able to come into agreement and into that place of harmony, right? right boom, that's when the victory comes. What comes to my mind is this is the unity of the faith. Uh, this is where the believers unite in faith, mm -hmm. the faith of God, according to the finished work of Christ. Amen. This is when we come in that place. That's what I see. What do you see? Amen. Think? That's, that, that, is, that, that is so. And now, again, just to, to, to talk about that unity for, for a little bit. Ephesians chapter 3, right, verse 9 says that, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, that as believers, as ministers of this new covenant, whether we are gathered together or whether we're praying for someone else that is lost mm -hmm. or so, our assignment is to bring men to the place where they can see their part in the mystery of Christ, where they can see and recognize their part in Christ in you, the hope of glory. This mystery that was hid from before the foundation of the world mm -hmm. and quite frankly it has now been ordained for our glory mm -hmm. so so when we come in agreement whether it be in a church setting or whatever the whole thing is we, we gotta get into this place we gotta get into this place where we are in christ where where we are in the hope of Christ within us, the hope of glory, and where we are in that realm of expectation and confidence, right, based on Christ, who he is, what he has finished. This stuff is, was so real to the Apostle Paul that that's the reason why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, he said, look, I, am, I, am, I have determined not to know anything among you except Christ 
and him crucified. I, um, my only concern with you is I want to see the reality of Christ being alive in you, and I want to see the reality of Christ crucified and you being crucified with him. What is he saying? Paul says, I am, Paul is basically saying, I want Galatians 2.20 to become your testimony. I want it to be seen and known of you. When I, when I discern where you're at in your walk and in your growth, I must see that you are crucified with Christ and it's no longer you that live, but it is now Christ that is living in you and the life that you are now living, it is the life of Christ and you're living it by the faith of the Son of God. Yeah. Amen? Yes, now, let me just circle around the wagon again <laughs> because I'm trying to make this point that this place where we live, everything, we need to function from that yes. place. Let's take the issue of confession. Sometimes we have a situation Maybe, it might be sickness, might be finances, whatever it is. And so we begin to confess. And we confess, and then we're confessing. I, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And, 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 quite, and sometimes, you know, this, you know, you know, this binding and da 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 and all of that, nothing is wrong with that in and of itself, providing your heart is connected to righteousness. What do I mean? Romans 10 verse 10 says, with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when you are there and you are confessing, 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 out of desperation, out of anxiety, out of fear, your heart is not connected to righteousness. It is not connected to this fact that there is no condemnation. You're not under guilt. You're not under shame. You are in oneness with God. You have the authority of the Son of God. You have the, it's not connected to that righteousness. And instead, in our much speaking, it is as if we are believing that we are going to be heard because of our much speaking mm -hmm. or because of our shouting. Right? I'm not against authority. Doesn't have to shout, it's okay to shout, right? But where is your heart? And, and again, when you learn how to function from this place, then you'll be positioned right. Because in this place, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1 says, There is no more consciousness of sins. Amen? Mm -hmm. Right? But in this place, there is a righteousness consciousness. I've entered through the blood. And I've entered through what he did in his body. Let me understand. If, see if I understood right. So, mm -hmm. if a person uh, repeating repeating confessions from this place here, mm -hmm. it's more like a vain repetition because it's not going anywhere. It's coming from fear, anxieties, from the knowledge of the circumstances. But if we are in heavenly places, and that's coming from of you are seated in righteousness in right. Christ Jesus, and speaking from the finished work of Christ that the blood sealed. Yes, that's amen right. for it then it will not be in vain. Am I That's right? right. That's correct. You see, but, um, but yes, you are correct. But I, I still want to make a little comment on that because I don't want to talk somebody and have someone that is confessing. Yeah. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Sickness, you cannot take me out. Sickness, you can't stay in my body. I am the healed of the Lord. I don't want, some, I don't want somebody who's been confessing that to stop okay. doing so. Mm -hmm. Right? Because even if they, they may not be at the right place, and if they keep it up, they might eventually get there. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that if that's all you are doing, okay. all you are doing is just repeating and echoing. And, 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 and in fact, let me put it this way. If what you are saying, if you're only an echo as opposed to the voice of the truth, it's a different thing. In other words, your heart must be engaged in righteousness. Okay. And that is what I'm trying to say. Make sure that you are in a place of faith. Make sure that you recognize um, certain things that, that, that are that are. That, that are settled in heaven, what Jesus has finished. Now, I'm, I'm kind of resisting going, going into an area which, we, which, Lord willing, we'll be able to do next week where we can pin this down some more. Where there, are, there are eight applications that comes out of Jesus' sacrifice that when you learn to walk in them, whatever you're dealing with, you can take those applications and position yourself correctly mm -hmm. in um, before his throne. Amen? Now, um, now, let me, let me go, go take this over into the natural because we say, all right, in all these spiritual things, agreement and casting your care and binding and loosing and so on, if we would function from where we are, this place, this new and living mm. and place that we are to live, our home address, <laughs> if we are to function from there with all these spiritual things, we'll be a lot more effective. 
Well, what about the natural things? What about just everyday conversation with others? What about uh, the work environment? Mm -hmm. right? The fact is, it doesn't matter what you do, you live here. So that even when you have a regular conversation, even when you're in a work environment, you are always to be functioning from where you are, right? Now, here is another way of seeing where you are. Where you are is in Christ. Where you are and who you are is no longer you, but is now the life of Christ. What does that mean? It means then you are to function from the nature of Christ. And if you are functioning from the nature of Christ, then, then you, for one thing, the love of God will compel you. The love of God will move you. And the love of God will cause you to judge yourself crucified and to judge other people crucified. 2 Corinthians 5.14, which means instead of seeing all of people's faults and shortcomings and where they've missed it, you'll be able to remit their sins according to John 20, 23, and you can be in the situation a minister of reconciliation, not holding their sins and trespasses against them, but recognizing that as God has um, um, reconciled them unto himself, not holding their sins and trespasses against them, so you stand as a minister of reconciliation doing likewise. And you stand and you declare unto them the truth of the word of God. You, 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 you stand and you let them know they're forgiven. You let them know the love of God. Mm -hmm. And so no matter where we are, we are to function from this place. Yeah. Here's an example. Imagine you are in a work environment. Yeah. All right? It's, it's perhaps, um, what should I say? It's an oppressive work environment. You probably got a mean boss, right, that picks on you and everything else. Now, if you, if you, act, if you deal with him from in the flesh, you might slap him, right? Or you might go and backbite him. But what should you do? Get fired. What should you do? You should function from the nature of Christ. Now, functioning from the nature of Christ, you will remit his sin. And here's a scripture. Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24 says that as you function from the nature of Christ, whatsoever you do, including working for this um, unfair, oppressive boss, whatever you do, you do it heartily from your heart as unto the Lord, not as unto him. Knowing that from the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance. So here you are in this mundane, oppressive job and environment, but you, you learn how to do it as unto God, and as a result, it becomes a seed of your own faith that God can bless and, 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 and reward you for, mm. right? So that knowing this, that the reward, um, that the, the reward of the inheritance comes from him, not just that paycheck. But, mm. but what is that? That's, that's applying this truth, functioning from where you are in the nature of Christ, even in a regular situation in the grocery store, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Amen? Yes, amen. Thank you. All right. So Colossians 3, 17 says, whatsoever you do, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever you do, do all in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means whatever you do, do everything in the person of Christ. Remember, it's no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it from that nature. Do it from the reality of who you really are. Mm -hmm. Do it from the presence of God. Right? And this has got to become your norm. But it gets built into you by practice. It is a consciousness that you're, 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 you're developing. Okay. Part of that consciousness is becoming aware that God lives inside of you. Jesus was so conscious that I and the Father are one, that he never leaves me. Mm -hmm. right? I always do those things that please the Father. Right? Jesus says, it's the Father that is within me that doeth the works. Well, the scripture tells us, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The scripture tells us that the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells within us. It tells us that, that, that Paul prayed that we would know was the exceeding greatness of the power that raised Jesus from the dead. So we need to develop an awareness and a consciousness that greater is he that is in me. In other words, I got to have a God inside mindedness. Mm. Amen. I got to have a, 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 a mindset that says I am a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I am not, the, I am not defined by past. I'm not defined by history. I'm not defined by culture. Let's take culture and race for a moment. Yep. I mean, outwardly, 
my, my, racial, my race is, is, is African or, or black. All right. And that's fine. That's good. That's wonderful. All right. And that's because of the manufacturing. That's right. <laughs> Between my mother and father, that's, that's what the manufacturing did. Right. But I actually came from heaven. Now that I'm born again, I came from another realm. I came from the kingdom of God. I came right out of God. And so the person that I am on the inside, the Bible says, is neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, male nor female. And I think that's Galatians 3 and 3 verse 28. And in Revelation 5 verse 9, it says the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb has redeemed me out of, out of every culture, out of every race, out of all of these human definitions. So then if I'm going to have a consciousness of who I am, who I really am, and I'm going to develop in that consciousness that I am a new creation, all things have passed away, all things have become new. All things are indeed of God. Mm -hmm. If I develop in that consciousness, I, can, I have to be more conscious mm -hmm. about the fact that, I, that God is my father. Mm -hmm. I'm born from the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I got to be more conscious of, of being a minister of reconciliation than I am about my race. That's are you right. with me? That's right. Right? When, when we came, um, I came from Lebanon to Canada, mm -hmm. I obtained Canadian citizenship. Mm -hmm. That gives me the rights. And uh, mm -hmm. you the same. Amen. Now, uh, the scripture says, if you remind us what it is, our citizenship is in heaven. That's Philippians so 3.20. Philippians 3.20. 3, 3, 20. So this is something you can meditate on it. When mm -hmm. you feel down, you feel, uh, you know, not in that place, say, my citizenship is in heaven. In heaven. I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm righteous. And remind yourself about scripture, who you are in him. Mm -hmm. Because if you are born again Christian, how do you encourage that to develop that nature and awareness from? What do you that's do? Right. You? you see, that's right. You see, what you meditate on, okay. um, meditation will produce revelation. When you meditate on, let's say, um, I'm a new creation or um, Philippians 3.20, my citizenship is in heaven, right? I am the righteousness of God. When you meditate in those things, then that meditation eventually here comes revelation. And when you get revelation and you begin to see things differently, then what happens is that you are, you, you're now going to be motivated to take a different set of action because you're going to have a different thought, a different mindset. Mm -hmm. Amen. So the answer to the question is it's meditating in those truths that will produce the revelation. Mm -hmm. And then when the revelation comes, then you're going to have motivation. And when you have motivation, then you'll be able to take the right action. Amen. Um, but it does begin with meditating. That is why it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's why it says, meditate in these things day and night. Give yourself wholly, completely onto them. And then exercise yourself in them. So there is some consciousness all connected up to that place where you belong that you need to develop. Being God inside minded, the reality of your new creation, being awake to righteousness. That's right. It says, be awake to righteousness. And say not, First Corinthians 15, um, 34. It brings me back to what you just, just a minute mm -hmm. ago, like when we were talking about repeating stuff, mm -hmm. uh, scripture, repetition. Like when we take this scripture, who we are in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. and repeat them, it, faith comes by hearing. That's right. And hearing by the word. Repeat right. to yourself what the word says about who you are. That's right. And then that brings you up to that place of heavenly places exactly. where you are seated. So it's exactly. That's why, you know, I don't want people to just stop confessing. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying, hey, keep confessing, but get your heart hooked up right. into righteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen? Because with the heart you believe, with the mouth confession is made unto. Jesus mm -hmm. says when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, that's how faith works, and that is how this thing produces. Yes, Amen? Right. So... Where is this place? This place is the holiest of holies. Where is this place? We get there through the blood, through the body. Where is this place? It's the place Jesus went to prepare for us. Where is this place? It is the place where your life is hid with Christ in God. Colossians 3 verse 3. Where is this place? In Hebrews, it calls it a place of rest. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, we don't have time to go through those scriptures, but there is a place of rest. That, 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 um, that, that remains for the children of God. Mm -hmm. And in this place of rest, there is no unbelief. You see, what happened is the children of Israel didn't enter into the rest because of the unbelief and the murmuring that, 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 that they were walking in. You and I can have, this, can have the same problem, where even though there's a rest that remains and is available to us, we can have unbelief that is coming to us from the accuser, 
We can have unbelief that is coming to us from the failures of the past. We can have unbelief that is coming from us just out of plain ignorance. That's right. But there's, there's very many voices out there, right, that, that can produce that. And, the, the, and, and it says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11 that you and I need to labor to enter into that place of rest. Because mm -hmm. in that place of rest, you cease from your own labors, and it's no longer by your might or by your power, but it is by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. So we must get into that place of rest where it is the life of Christ and the nature of God that takes over. I find it very interesting when you look at the Gospels and you see the miracles that Jesus did. How many times um, Jesus would perform a miracle on the Sabbath? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Was yeah. he trying to Why? tell us something? Was he trying to say that when, when we are at rest, that's when God will work? Okay. Amen. So we need to be in that place of rest. But we have all these things that, that, are, that are coming at us. We have all these sources of unbelief. So it says you got to labor to enter into that rest. And then it says more or less, this is my paraphrase, you got to chop off the head of all those unbelieving sources. That's right. How do you do that? Verse 12. You take the word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and that word of God is sharper than any other words, any other source of unbelief. And so when you take the word of God, you can declare the word of God and sever all the negative atmospheres, the negative statements, the, and all this unbelieving stuff, it says everything is naked and exposed to that word of God that is alive and full of power. Uh, would you be able to give us an example, simple example? Say, uh, let's take um, okay. stress or something. All right. And the, or you can choose your example, but give us like a dem demo. Okay. How I'm do give you, you a demo. take a situation and do it so we all can right. learn how to do okay. it? Okay. Let's take, say, someone, you're growing up. Your parents said you never monk to anything, right? Your parents said, or your a school teacher said, you know, you better, you're going you're gonna to have to find something you can do with your hands because you don't seem to have much in there for brains, mm -hmm. right? And that stuff is there haunting you, haunting you, haunting you. And you're just, and you're just not able to, 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 to concentrate, to study, and, 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 to, uh, and, and to excel. That, that, that haunting, negative, curses that were declared over your life by a school teacher or someone in authority. How do you get rid of that? Yeah. We don't have time to get into it, but Psalm 64 speaks about those words that are like arrows. So, but those, they are words, and it's producing that unbelief in your life. Well, Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, the word of God is a sharp two-edged, it's sharper than that two-edged sword that came from that teacher mm -hmm. or from that parent or from whoever it was. The word of God is sharper and it is able to cut it off. Everything is open and naked and exposed to it. And that word open, mm -hmm. when you study it out, has to do with, it is like, you know, when, 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 when somebody, what do you call it, the guillotine? Execution, yep. capital punishment, decapitate, <laughs> right? Oh, where, where it means is like you stretch the neck, and then, boom, you cut it off. So the word of God is like that. Everything is naked, open, and, 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 and is subject to that word. So you can declare the word of God concerning whatever curses, concerning whatever they say. You can just declare the word of God and chop it off of you, literally. You have a stressful situation. You've just come from an environment of stress and mm -hmm. bondage and, I mean, heaviness. And here you are. you got to come now, share the word of God. And that's, I mean, you are so burdened by it. Mm -hmm. Well, literally, in the name of Jesus, I take authority and I loosen myself from every negative environment. I loosen myself from that, from that, from that, um, from that conflict or, or, or strife I just had a few minutes ago, I remit the person's sins or whatever mm -hmm. the case is. Mm -hmm. So you can take action with the word of God, literally, and sever whatever that source of unbelief or frustration or stress might be. Could I uh, add that you don't have to feel anything, just declare it. You, oh, no, you don't have to feel nothing. Yeah, you do you might not faith. feel it, but you declare it, and the God watch over his word to perform it. Amen. All right, I know we're kind of running out of time a little bit, so let me just begin, let me just kind of wrap this up a little bit in this sense by putting it this way. So this is where you live. Question, how did you get there? Mm -hmm. The way you got there, 
Yes, we mentioned that you enter in through the blood, you enter through the veil of Jesus' flesh. Yes, that is how you got here. What happened is that when Jesus went to the cross, you and every human being was placed in him, and we were crucified with him, and we were buried with him. And when he was raised up, you were raised up with him, and you were made to sit together with him in his ascension. You were also washed by his blood and brought into covenant relationship. Now that you are born again, you now have the life of Christ in you, and you now have the authority of his name, and you have great and precious promises. What I just described are basically eight different aspects of the sacrifice, which we are going to get into later. Right? But that faith and operation of God that placed you in Christ, where you were buried with him and raised up together with him, I'm referring to Colossians 2.12, Romans 6, verse 3 and 4, and then Ephesians 2.6 says, you were made to sit together with him in heavenly places. That's how you got there. When you accepted Jesus, all that Jesus finished, bam, you became part of it. And as a result, here you are, seated at the Father's right hand, you, regardless of what, what you know or don't know, regardless of whether you're a baby Christian or not. Now, here, here's what I find interesting. <clears throat> the very means by which you get, got there, which has to do with the sacrifice, it is by those very same means that you learn to function there. And it is by those very same means by which you learn to stay there be steadfast there and don't be bouncing in and out. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're dealing with, and those, those things that come out of the sacrifice is the eight applications of the sacrifice. And those things, we're going um, to talk about them very specifically, and, in, and once we talk about them specifically, we really can address any kind of situation practically and say, well, how do we do this? Yes. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to go there next week. Yes, and um, Lord willing, we'll keep the same format. Yes, but now here is another thing. Why does this stuff work? Why? Because what you're doing, when you are operating from where you are in Christ, when you're operating from who you are in Christ, you are operating from where God has positioned you. And I, I, I make this statement quite often. Here's a good place. It is your position that will change the condition. The position of being the healed of the Lord because he bore your sickness and carried your diseases. That position is the power and authority that comes from that position that will drive out the sickness in your body. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. So it, it is that position of the truth. And when you embrace that truth, that will make you free. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians 4 verse 18 says, when we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen then we can change the things that are seen. That's what happened with Abraham. Faith called those things that be not as though they were. What does that mean? Faith called what does not exist here the way it exists here. Yeah. And so that your position ends up changing the condition yeah. because then the faith will give it substance and bring it to pass. Amen. As we walk these things out and as we be function in this place where God has raised us up to, function in this place as, uh, as the truth, in the truth of who we really are, what will happen is we'll be functioning in the kingdom of God, we'll be functioning in righteousness. And Jesus promised in Matthew 6 verse 33 that if you would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and function in the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added on to you. In other words, there are things you're not going to even have to pray about, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. It's just going to happen. Why? Because you're functioning in this position. You're functioning in this place. You're functioning as who God has really made you. You're crucified. It's no longer you, but it's the life of Christ. Amen? Mm -hmm. So that's a little snapshot of it. And this is where you live. So this is your address. <laughs> right? So you, so you know how to get home. This is where you live. You live in his presence. You live in the holiest of holies. Yes. Continually acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You know, stop praying, God come, Jesus come, and start begging and pleading for God to show up or for his presence as if he's off somewhere. He's not off somewhere. He lives on the inside of you. He said he never leave you. He never forsake you. Yeah. So don't disrespect him by asking him to come.
come, acknowledge that he's with you. Acknowledge that he never leaves you. Acknowledge that he never forsakes you. Acknowledge the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. Amen? And this is, and, and it, it's going to cause a shift in your faith, a shift in your authority, and it will bring you into a better place. Yes, Praise the Lord. Glory Amen. to God. In a few minutes, we, we're gonna, before we leave, we're going to pray with you. But I remind you to connect with the ministry at uh, tlmh.ca or text us to our phone number on the website. Uh, send us your questions because we'll be glad to be able to share, answer some of the word regarding Amen. your question. Amen. 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 So let's us all pray together right now. And let us just enter into, let us just function from this very same place that we've been talking of. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. The enemy, he would like to sit as the head of the congregation, Mm -hmm. but he is not the head. Jesus is the head over all things to the church. And as he is, so are we in this world. He has been raised up. He is seated before your presence, and we are seated in him. Our life is hid with Christ in God. So, Father, we thank you that you have raised us up. We thank you. You didn't, list, you didn't leave us in the, in, the, in the muck and in the myrrh, but you raised us up far above all principalities, powers, far above any situation, condition, right. pressures, or anything else, and you have brought us into, the, into your hiding place. You brought us underneath your shadow. We are now brought into this place in the shadow of the Almighty. We are now in this place of the holiest of holies. We are now in this place, and we have entered in through the blood, what yes. that blood has done. Oh, we thank you, Father that this is the blood of the new covenant. This is the blood that has purged our conscience from every dead work. This is the blood that declares that your, our sins and iniquities you will remember no more. This is the blood that has made us righteous and has given us authority over the enemy. We have overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Father, we thank you that you have given us access. Jesus has purchased has purchased our lives and he has purchased the right for us to stand before you by his shed blood by everything he did in his body by by being bruised by hanging upon that cross and becoming a curse taking that curse within his very own self so that here we are we are redeemed from the curse of the law and now the blessings are ours father we thank you we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor and in the authority of the name of jesus we pray right now for anyone right now any kind of sickness that is trying to attach itself to your body in the name of jesus i declare you sickness that you are a lie you are a deception you are not from heaven you are from the enemy he is the oppressor but jesus bore every sickness carry every infirmity and by his stripes you've been healed so i command your body to respond to the word of god receive god's word receive his healing i speak god sent his word to heal them and to deliver them so i release the anointing and the power of god right now to quicken you in every system of your body in your bones in your blood in your bloodstream in your nervous system throughout your body be quickened by the power of the holy ghost and i just want to declare unto you because you are a child of god and because you have the kingdom of God dwelling in, inside of you, and because Christ himself lives inside of you, I want to say unto you that your spirit is pregnant with divine healing and divine health because of that union with Christ. Jesus did not come and live on the inside of you and leave his healing power on the outside. That healing power is in your spirit, and in the name of Jesus right now, by faith, you just believe that that power is being released out of your spirit, into your joints, into every part of your body, wherever you need it in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed, be delivered, be set free from every yoke, every bondage of the enemy. I declare God's word that because your righteousness is of him, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, we condemn it, we silence it in Jesus' name. And I declare according to God's word that you are more than a conqueror. No matter what you're dealing with, you are victorious. Hallelujah. So rejoice and be glad. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, also, in my heart is uh, for everyone who might have joined us for the first time, and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Mm-hmm. I feel in my heart rising as if he's proposing to you today. Would you want him, mm-hmm. he who died for you, because he wants you to himself. He yes. wants you to come and have the things that he died for you to have. To be with him, blessed, uh, joyful, 
and walking in power. And when you leave, we leave this earth, you'll be with him for eternity. So I invite you, if you haven't known him, say yes to him. Yes, Jesus, you died for me. Yes, Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior. And he is just waiting to just give you a warm presence there and assure to you that you are his. So I encourage you to say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. You are who you said you are, died for my sin, so I can be reunited with my Father God in heaven. And uh, I accept you as Lord and Savior. And Amen. also connect with us. Tell us the good news that you joined uh, the family of God and Jesus is your Lord. And we'll be glad to send you information how to grow in him. Amen. Amen. Let's just make sure and seal this right now. Let's pray this with me. Say, Father, Father I thank you. Father, I thank you. I receive your free gift. I receive your free gift. Of eternal life. Of eternal life. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus. Was raised up from the dead. Was raised from the dead. And that he's alive. And he's alive. I invite you, Jesus. I invite you, Jesus. To come into my heart. Come into my heart. And to come into my life. And to come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life and to I you. And I thank you. And I thank you. For teaching me. For teaching me. How to live for you. How to live for you. And with you. And with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You Amen. pray that prayer. The Bible says as many as receive Jesus, God gives you the power to become the son of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You are blessed going out, coming in. We love you.